You know, for all of you who are into the nostalgia stuff, bringing back the old days, there's a really cool documentary, a very interesting documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. It's called The Last Blockbuster, and it came out, I believe, in 2020, in the fourth quarter of 2020. It was just something that kind of flew under the radar. But it's on it's on Netflix. It's about 90 minutes long. And it chronicles the rise and fall of Blockbuster from the beginning in, I believe, the 80s all the way to its fall in the mid-2000s when the digital era was coming in. Netflix. And it's really cool. They get all of these people who were famous in the 90s. They hit kind of their peak in the 1990s in terms of fame. And I'm not in any way shitting on them. I like a lot of those guys. Jamie Kennedy was in the documentary. Um, is a guy named Sam Levine. He was on Freaks and Geeks. He was also there, and he was talking. But I, I like uh, I like Jamie Kennedy a lot, and he was talking. You know, just kind of very, very, very whimsical. And they were all just they were all geeking out about Blockbuster and how much it meant to them. This 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 you know multi billion dollar revolutionary industry that spawned a new form of, of the, it, it revolutionized the way entertainment was distributed, you know, and it, it was very cool. No Patton Oswalt though, no Patton Oswalt. And I very, I'm, I was surprised that Patton Oswalt, they did not get Patton because you'd think he'd be all over that. Patton Oswalt, he, he played a video. He, he played a video store clerk on Seinfeld on that episode of Seinfeld. And he wanted to charge George. Was it was it him who wanted to charge George for not rewinding? It was something like that. But Patton Oswalt looks like he smells like the back of a of a red box. Not a red, but red box was the dispenser. The back of a of a of, of a video of a of a hole in the wall video rental shop porn closet. Patton looks like he's he's hung out there. That's probably why he's taken the feminist angle in uh, the later years of his career because he's worried about people bringing up his old days in the porn closet. He'd just be hanging out there. Some kid in 1993, he wanted to watch amputee porn for the first time. He's sneaking into the back. He's 16. He's excited to get his hands on, you know, the double cassette videotape. He goes through the bead curtains. And there's just this little doughy man. And he's, he's got his putt out. And he's simultaneously discussing Star Trek. He's doing an impression of Spock. And that kid's freaked out. He never watched porn again. He was... He became a born-again Christian after that. I don't know. His, his run-in with Patton Oswalt freaked him out. And he uh, never really got into pornography the way the rest of his friends did. Uh, but uh, no, Patton Oswalt was not in this lack. <laughs> I just let I, I, I let my thoughts get away from myself. If you've been listening to this podcast, you would know that by now, that I really don't have a whole lot of handle and grip on the subject matter that I discuss on this thing. That's why I keep talking about getting a second mic. Like an actual person, not just me doing an impression of an actual person. Because I haven't gone that far down the hole of psychosis just yet. No, but um, 
no Patton Oswalt in this documentary, but it was so good. They had so many people talk about Blockbuster and its significance in their lives. Blockbuster was a significant part of my life. That's that's why I kind of, you know, I grew up in the 90s, not really the 90s. I grew up in the early 2000s. My, my coming of age was at the end of the 2000s, I, I, high school, 2005 to 2009. And I remember going to Blockbuster. And of course, they have the they they have the obligatory Kevin Smith interview. So that's who they got instead of Patton Oswalt. If they got Patton Oswalt and Kevin Smith to talk about the same thing in one documentary, the planets would align. But Kevin Smith was there. He was talking about blah. And of course, they they if if it doesn't matter what nerdy topic your documentary is about, Kevin Smith's going to be in the documentary talking about just that thing and and the intimate experiences he had with said thing it doesn't matter where in the world it was if there was a comic book store in baghdad kevin smith would be in the documentary going yeah me and jay used to hang out there uh back back in the 90s man yeah uh we filmed a deleted scene uh of some footage from clerks didn't make it into the final cut i just didn't think that it, it really worked but yeah that was uh that comic book that was the bee's knees and shit you know, that was it was real fucking cool. Yeah. I used to smoke a joint outside. I used to get in my trench coat fully naked. Everybody would be looking at me like, who's this guy? Why? Why is he naked? Why is he naked in a trench coat? They threw us in jail. They threw us in a Baghdad jail. And I had to like. I had to bargain with the guards and shit like, yeah, I'm a famous American movie director. I mean, I can do every line from the Star Wars Christmas special front to back and shit. Do you want to hear that? Do you like Star Wars? I know Ben Affleck and shit. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. No, that's Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith a lot. I, I goof on him because he's just he's a big he's a man child. He's the he's the temp. He's the prototype of the man child. Every parent that gives birth to a, a kid should show them a picture of Kevin Smith and go, son, um, if you don't go to college, this might be you in 40 years. And it could be a good thing, and it could be a very bad thing. In this gentleman's case, it was actually a good thing. But he's one in a million. There's a lot of people like this guy, okay? A 50-year-old man who wears a baseball cap backwards jean shorts and a suit jacket around and they're living on the street no but the last blockbuster to get to my point the last blockbuster was cool but um there was a point actually at the end of the movie made by kevin smith where they they kind of lament the fall of the video rental store and oh by the way the the last blockbuster in the documentary um the the titular blockbuster is a place uh, located in a town that I've never heard of before called Bend, Oregon. And that's the last blockbuster. It's still standing. It's made it through the pandemic. And uh, it's run by this family. And they just, they have the copyright of the name. It's a video rental store that they just, they have, they slap the blockbuster name onto. And this town is famous because it's the home of this last big thing. The last of this big, this this movie rental empire. And it was cool, but Kevin Smith makes this point 
talking about this last blockbuster, he said, you know, I, it, it's sad that it's all gone to digital. It's all gone to Netflix, Amazon, HBO, Max. But, you know, one day, hopefully it will have a second life like the record shop. We'll, we'll, we'll have video rental stores like that. And it's like, ah, I mean, it sounds sexy to have a video rental store in your neighborhood, but then you got to realize what year it is and the fact that shit moves on. The old world doesn't come back. It comes back in flares. Like every now and then, yeah, it does come back in a shitty rental store where they just, they have the, this is what a record shop is now in 2021, okay? And in, in, ideally, if, if there was no pandemic, a record store would be a hole-in-the-wall place it's it's the size of that porn closet that I was talking about. And all the records are just in these throwaway little milk crates. They don't give a shit about the interior at all, the decorations. They just kind of, and I've been in these places. That's the second life that Kevin Smith is talking about. And the video rental store is different. Music you're buying, you're not renting the, you're not renting the record. You're not renting the CD. Nobody wants to go into a video rental store where the vast majority of people don't want to go into a video rental store. And have to bring it back after. They would rather just sit with their pants around their ankles, lay on a couch, and watch Trolls 2. And that's the deal. I've been in, I've, I've been in these modern day video rental stores, the ones that stood around. I remember when I moved into my apartment for the first year in Bloor West Village. There was a place right beside the the Humber Theater. It was this tiny little hole in the wall video rental store. And it was I I went in there one day. 20% of me wanted to rent a movie. The other 80% just wanted to know what it was like to be in one of these places because it was probably the last time I would ever be in there. And I remember I rented a couple movies and it was it, it, the place was just run by these two old fucks had to have been in their 80s. One guy had osteoporosis. I remember that. And I remember I went up to the counter. I had about six movies with me because I, I, I went all out. If I'm going to be in this video record store, I want to go all out. And the guy wouldn't let me rent that many movies. He would let me rent for two max. And then I, I remember the other guy, he, would rent me, he, would, he let me rent two. That was the deal. And then I remember the other guy got into his ear. Osteoporosis guy. He didn't have to bend over. And he... I remember him talking to him and the guy changes his mind. He's like, okay, kid, you can take, uh, you can take the movies. You can take as many as you want. I was a new customer. So he didn't want me renting, you know, a whole bunch. Like they didn't know who I fucking was. And I had to give like a $10 deposit too, which was like weird. Right. And that, that was the one thing I was like, yeah, no wonder this place is out of business. Now I have to give $10 to this guy just to rent a fucking movie from this place. When I can do, I can do the same thing. With Netflix, like this is a dying industry. Is this really what we want? Is this really the price we want to pay to live back in 1996? Be berated and rejected by an 85-year-old Italian man with osteoporosis just so I can rent tremors on VHS? Do we really want that? I think it's just a dead industry and we have to accept it. It's nice the idea of having a blockbuster. But the idea of curling up on a couch and being able to slide through every movie you've ever dreamed of 
on a television is sexier. That's just my take. Despite what Kevin Smith says, I know he's a genius. I know pot smokers in hockey jerseys fucking worship him. They have a shrine with every movie that he's ever done. Cla- and I, I like Kevin Smith. Again, I will reiterate, I like him. But I don't think he's right with that. I think record stores and video stores are done. That's it. I've been reading up on the Soviet Union lately. I've been reading up on history. I just want something new to do. I want something to read about. I want to read about the dangers of society. I know enough about Nazi Germany. I knew enough about that in school, okay? And it terrifies me. Nazi Germany, kind of a bad thing, everybody. I don't know if you've noticed. Not a very good time. But they never taught us enough about the Soviet Union in school. They never taught us enough about it. And I want to know more about that. I want to I feed my brain new information. And I knew about Stalin. I knew about Lenin. I knew about Khrushchev. I knew about Mr. Gorbachev. I knew about all those guys. Just, but the, I, knew the, I knew the bullet points. That was it. I want to know the, the details. So I can have something this summer when I go to the bar to talk about. Because I'm not really drinking anymore. I want something I want something to keep me busy. The more I'm discussing the dangers of Stalin's Soviet Union, the more occupied my mind will be because I'll probably be in an argument with a, with a with a Stalin sympathizer. I just want to feed my brain new info. And I'm telling you to the people who know me who are listening to this right now, who frequent the same businesses that I do, just know, if you thought I was insufferable to argue with before, wait till June. When I come in to the establishment, armed with 70 years of Soviet knowledge, it's going to be a whirlwind. It's going to be a whirlwind. You don't like me talking about movies? Well, uh, wait, wait till you get a load of Lenin. Wait till you get a load of the Bolsheviks. Just wait. That's all I'm saying. You thought I was irritating when I talked about the movie The Purge? Well, wait till I get into the Great Purge that took place in the late 20s. I believe in the late 20s. Was carried out by Stalin. Claimed the lives of 20 million Trotsky loyalists. Wait till I get into those details. I believe it was in the 20s. I have to look it up. I have to look it up. The Great Purge. Don't mind the typing. No, but I'm going to be insufferable. 1936 to 1938. Okay, so it was the late, it was, it was the mid to late 30s. Excuse me, okay? I'm not perfect. I'm learning. Give me time to grow. Anyways, I will be talking about the Soviet Union and the dangers of the Soviet Union. And anybody who would like to join me in conversation, 
is is fine as long as you're on my side. That's it. As long as you are on my end of the table and you are not arguing against me, we're cool. If you happen to contradict me, I will shut you down instantly with the power of my iron fist. You won't know what hit you. But you got to have a knowledge of history. You got to you got to know. You got to you got to it's fun to read. <sighs> You know what the Soviet Union would have had it had it still, if it was still around? Um, Pop up video rental stores. That's what it would have. Yeah, with with the the porn section intact, they would just be getting VHS. That's what you'd be getting. You'd be getting a uh, uh, just a, an onslaught of video rental stores and record shops. Mind you, a lot of those people working at the record shops that I described before, um, yeah, uh, the Soviet Union is an ideal place for a lot of them. If you've ever had a conversation with them. They all have hammer and sickle tramp stamps. And there's always that one guy who's got to ride a little harder for the movement. He's got one on his face. Yeah, of course I kid everybody. I'm going to be up to my usual antics. I have been reading about the Soviet Union, but I'm I'm probably just going to be. I'm not going to have the energy to fucking argue with anybody. Is that really what we want to do? We're coming out of this thing. We're coming out of the pandemic. More and more people are getting vaccinated. Do we really want to start fresh and just be arguing all the fucking time? That's all this is. This has just been a vacation of debate. This whole year and change of this pandemic. It's all just been everybody typing their shit out and their takes. Everybody's got a take. A take. I just hate hearing the word take. Been watching a lot of Steve Wilkos lately, those clips on YouTube. That whole show has a life on YouTube. It's one of the biggest things. It's it's six, seven million hits some of these videos have. But I think it's time for him to wrap it up. I think it's time for him to just rely solely on reruns. He'll get the royalties. He's enough of a television legend, similar to his buddy Jerry Springer. And again, like the the people who compare his show to Jerry Springer, I, I don't know. I don't know where to begin explaining to you how wrong you are. Steve Wilkos is like Jerry Springer for heroin addicts. It's the most depressing, doom-inducing television show I've ever seen. And it's been on for almost 15 years. I remember, I remember coming home from school and watching Steve Wilkos. I remember coming home from high school. I'd be in the 11th grade. I would come home at 3 o'clock. I would run just so I can watch Steve. Give it to some guy with an eye missing, 
and a really clean-cut hairdo. I don't know how he ended up losing the eye. We never really get into those details, even though they should have. It's always the most depressing topic. It's always the most depressing. Like, it's just, and, and they're getting creative now. It's like, I burnt my son with a cigarette and threw him into an alligator pit. And Steve's like, where'd you get the alligator pit? Alligators are illegal. You're a bad mom. You can stockpile all the weapons you want. But the second you let an alligator loose without its leash into your house and let it eat your daughter. You should be in jail. I would do a louder Steve Wilco's voice, but I don't think that my mic is equipped for that. No, but it's it's too depressing a show. And the show's been on so long now. The people that actually did get thrown in jail as a result of being on that show, because that show did lead to arrests, a lot of them are getting out now. A lot of them are getting out and they're coming back onto the show because they've had new allegations against them. You'll see Steve just fucking, didn't you molest in, in, in 2007? Yeah, I did. I know. And then the producer just, wop, wop, wop. Yeah, it's a little too much. It's, it's got to end at some time. It's like, it's Steve Wilco's and Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Even though, although the Steve Wilco show has more likable characters on it. Uh, to Catch a Predator is the same thing. It's like, fuck, but it, and the, 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 it, that show's gone, even though he's bringing that back now, which I, it seems like it's appropriate. There's too many renegade pedophile hunter, online pedophile hunter groups online. Chris Hansen's got to come back and restore order because this is getting too much. I, I, I appreciate what some of these guys are trying to do, but I don't really feel comfortable with rogue vigilante groups just traipsing around town busting people. Something doesn't sit right. No, it's good that Chris Hansen's coming back. I uh, I like seeing him. I like seeing him do his thing. I like... God, the, the guys who used to be... Who were on that show in the mid-2000s... Who were so worried about appearing on television, on network television... They were just cringing the day that they the day they knew their episode was airing. They were just like, "Oh my god, can we just get it over with? I just want to move on with my life." A lot of them went to jail, but the guys that didn't, they were probably like, "Oh my god, I just I just want this to be over." Hopefully, my boss didn't see. None of them predicted YouTube. <laughs> None of them saw YouTube coming. None of them had any idea. Or even considered the fact that that video footage would live on forever on a digital streaming site. Some of these guys are fucking celebrities. There's a guy who's got merch because of that show. The guy, the guy who got caught crying that time. He was like a country singer. He's got like a, he's got an Instagram and because I, I watched the like the what happened to whatever happened to because again we're celebrating these guys because they're on this fucking show. He shan. 
His name is Steve Wilkos. He's the host of a very popular network talk show where he happens to bust the same people that we've caught on this show. In a strange turn of events, he's ended up at our steakhouse. At our stakeout house. He thinks he's meeting up with a 12-year-old girl. Little did he know she's a decoy and his real date is with me. I wanted uh, Chris Hansen in one episode. I really hope he gets creative with it because the, the just him hiding in a back room and then surprising this guy, it's getting stale. I want him to come out in full Victoria's Secret lingerie with a guy behind him with rose petals or a guy in front of him with rose petals like Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. He can't walk without rose petals on the ground. He's just coming out. He's he's in a full red. He's in he's in lingerie. He's in a thong. He's in the whole thing. Why don't you have a scene over there? Let me sit on your lap. Sick fucks. Sick fucks. Okay. I'm not trying to make light of the thing. I'm just playing around is all. He said he was only going to do the podcast for 20 minutes. He's gone to 25 minutes. He said he was going to record the podcast for only 12 minutes. When legally he's supposed to, he's legally obligated to record a podcast that's 18 minutes and longer. Anything less than 18 minutes is felony assault, is statutory recording. I do want to bone up on my, 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 I do want to improve my Chris Hansen impression because I think it has legs, okay? Giraffe legs. The giraffe hasn't been able to stand up yet, but it's, it's working on it, Okay. Couple more pods doing the Chris Hansen, and it'll finally it, uh, the legs will will be balanced, and then I'll and then I'll really improve, and I'll I'll really chisel it, work on it, and those legs will be walking. This is a fun recording. Twenty seven minutes now. He said it was twenty seven minutes when really we know. He said he was 27, when really we know that he's 47, and that full head of hair that he's wearing on top of his head is really just a toupee he got from the costume store. You say you work in a costume store. Yes, sir, I do. Tell me, why would you throw away a job like that? To come here, tonight, to meet a 13-year-old and ruin your life. I guess I, I just wasn't thinking. I just I really wanted to stop by and, and, and warn her that these are the dangers of meeting people on the internet. Don't you love those guys? They call them the Good Samaritan Predators. That's why I, I know that because I watch the show. All right, well, you're, you're free to go. No, I do not want any pizza. Remember that episode? 
where he's talking to the guy who's eating a full fucking pizza to his face. Probably a pineapple on it, that freak. Pineapple would be the most disturbing part. Anyways. Something's off podcast. Take it easy.